Blog Talk Radio. I seen your girl post a BM. So I hear her in the DM. All eyes, yeah, I see him. Yeah, that's your man, I hate to be him. It goes down in the DM. It go down in the DM. It go down, it go down. It goes down in the DM. It go down. It go down in the DM. It go down. Snapchat me that pussy. Face tell me that pussy if it's cool. Well, my DM popping, popping. My DM just caught a body. Move. I got some libs in this DM. They're breaking news if they see them. Move. But nah, we don't do no talking. We don't do no talking. We see something shit too often. Fuck nigga. I seen your girl post a DM. So I hear her in the DM. All eyes, yeah, I see them. Yeah, this your man, I hate to be him. It goes down in the DM. It go down. It go down in the DM. It go down. It go down. It goes down in the DM. It go down. It go down in the DM. It go down. It go down. Don't you hate when you get screenshots? Bitch, that DM one for everybody. Rules. I love the gram. I love the gram. I love the gram. I'm addicted to it. I know I am. I know I am. And I just follow Angela Simmons. Boy, I got a crush on Angela Simmons. They like, damn, got it. You both. Both. Fuck it, I'm gonna let the world know. Go. I seen your girl post a BM. So I hear her in the DM. All eyes, yeah, I see him. Yeah, this your man, I hate to be him. It goes down in the DM. It go down. It go down in the DM. It go down. It goes down in the DM. It go down. It go down in the DM. It go down. It go down. Snapchat me that pussy. Move. Snapchat me that pussy. If it's cool. Snapchat me that pussy. Snapchat me that pussy. If it's cool. I seen your girl post a DM. So I hear her in the DM. All eyes, yeah, I see him. Yeah, this your man, I hate to be him. It goes down in the DM. It go down. It go down in the DM. It go down. It go down. It goes down in the DM. It go down. It go down in the DM. It go down. It go down. Yo, yo. Why in the hell did that play? It is a song like that is why I still listen still listen to nineties and early two thousands hip hop. I understand that. I understand that. I, what the um, hell did I just listen to? Well well champ, it I guess it goes down in the DM. I mean yeah, uh, don't worry. We'll be back to our regular, regular schedule this, music this, next week. This nigga, this nigga says Snapchat me that pussy. I can't, like, I can't. I can't deal with this. Like, it's, it's just yeah, too much pressure. It's too risky. 
Uh, I hate I hate to break it to you, but that's that's what they do in 2016. Uh, yeah, that's how I do it. Ladies and gentlemen, boys. Yeah, I know. I feel the same way. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to Two Sides of the Story presents the Skybox. Huh? What up, though? You got DC Speedy's champ, and you got chills. What it do, champ? What it do, chills? You know what it is, man. We get to talk a lot of sports and stuff. I always have fun talking sports and stuff because we know what we're talking about. People who don't think we know what we're talking about, you can EAD. I'm just saying. Anyway. Um, I just really do. <laughs> exactly. Anyway. But, uh, I'm ready to do this if you are, brother. But, of course. I wouldn't be on the five. All right. All right. Well, let's start with that quick three then. Uh, Actually, like it was like a few, a couple stories that just jumped out at me for the quick three. Now, the first one comes out of MMA. Um, July ninth was scheduled to be a huge night for the UFC with its uh, UFC 200 uh, fight night, um, which was headlined by the main event being a rematch between UFC featherweight champion Conor McGregor. And Nate Diaz, as you know, they faced off against each other about a month or two ago. So they were getting ready to go at it again in a rematch. Well, that's not going to happen. It was announced uh, yesterday that Conor McGregor has been pulled from the UFC 200 event due to missing a press conference, due to refusing to attend a press conference to promote the event in Las Vegas. Uh, Dana White, UFC president, made the announcement on ESPN Sports Center on Tuesday, and this is not the first time that Dana White has pulled a fighter from a, an event after not attending a press conference. reason why McGregor did not attend the press conference, which was taking place yesterday, was because he was in, he's in Iceland training for the fight, and wasn't and told officials that he was not willing to make the trip to meet the press, so the decision was made to pull him. Um, Dana White said on ESPN Sports Center, "Quote: I respect Conor, but it doesn't make you exempt for showing up for the press conferences, all the promotional stuff that we have to do. We spend a lot of money with this stuff, and you have to do it, man." He would go on to say, "Quote." Obviously, we still have a good relationship with Connor. I respect Connor as a fighter and I like him as a person, but you can't decide not to show up to these things. You have to do it. Uh, also, apparently, Connor McGregor has also decided to retire because he went on Twitter and announced that he was retiring from MMA. And even Nate Diaz did the same thing, going on his Twitter saying that, saying, quote, All my, I guess my work is done here. I guess my work is done. I'm retiring with the peace uh, emoji. So if that's true that Nate Diaz retired, then we definitely don't have a UFC 200 main event. So in just a 24-hour period, just like with the last main event, this main event seems to be in a lot of jeopardy. I'll keep an eye on that one and let you know what's going on with that one. (laughs) Now, staying in the sports realm, and going to ESPN, Kurt Schilling, who if you remember back uh, a while back, I recorded on, was uh, in hot water with the 
with ESPN for his comments about president, Democratic presidential candidate Hillary Clinton and has been in repeated hot water for things he says. Well, he said something else on Facebook, and the network finally decided it was time to boot him out. Uh, the former, these now former ESPN Major League Baseball analyst was terminated by ESPN as it was, it was actually announced not too long, like about a couple of hours ago. Uh, the pitcher shared an anti-transgender meme on his Facebook page on Tuesday. And it was because of that, and along with comments that he made on the post, that ESPN finally decided it was time to part ways. They said in a statement released announcing the firing, quote, ESPN is an inclusive company. Coach Schilling has been advised that conduct was unacceptable, and his employment with ESPN has been terminated, end quote. Um, he shared the – he caused a social media outcast, uh, backlash when he shared the, uh, the post on Facebook on Tuesday. He has since deleted the image, in which had a man in ripped women's clothes under a caption that read, let him into the restroom with your daughter or else you're a narrow-minded judgment. I think this should be a lesson to everybody out there that social media can get you fired. Oh, yeah. I feel ain't learned that yet. Social media can't get you fired. And uh, finally... On the quick three, uh, there's a new basket. There's a new hire in the NBA. Uh, the Minnesota Timberwolves have agreed. Excuse me, have agreed to hire former Chicago Bulls head coach Tom Thibodeau to become their president of basketball operations and head coach, and have agreed to hire Scott Layden as their general manager. Now, per team policy, terms of the agreements were not released. Um, Timberwolves owner Glenn Taylor said, quote, we are extremely excited to welcome Tom Thibodeau back to the Timberwolves. Quote, Throughout this process, we quickly identified Tom as the best leader to shape our talented team and help them realize their full potential. He also mentioned about Scott Layton that Scott Layton, quote, brings over 30 years of experience in the NBA to his new role within our organization, including several years in basketball operations leadership positions with Utah, New York, and most recently San Antonio. We are confident, he will go on to say this, we are confident this partnership gives us the best chance possible chance, uh, best chance possible of winning an NBA title, end quote. If everybody remembers, like I said, Thibodeau, was with the Chicago Bulls, leading the uh, Bulls to a 255 and 139 record over five seasons, and the Bulls reached the playoffs all five of the seasons he was at the helm, including holding the best record in the NBA in both of his first two seasons, 2010 through 2012. Uh, his 647 winning percent as head coach ranked seventh in NBA history with a minimum of 20 of uh, 200 games. And uh, so Tom Thibodeau is going to be at the helm in Minnesota. So that is your quick three for this evening. Oh, that's a great quick three. Let's see. Witty. Let's kick off with the NBA playoffs. Oh, yes, man. Let's speaking go. of Tom, speaking of Tom Thibodeau, um, 
the Washington Wizards have reached out to former Oklahoma City head coach, Oklahoma City Thunder head coach, Scott Brooks, for their open head coaching job. They actually made an offer for okay. him, offer to him for around $7 million a year. So I guess the Wizards are still mm-hmm. on the bring KD to DC thing. Honestly, I think Scott Brooks could could bring something to the Wizards. Uh, hopefully, he can revamp this roster because I mean he's great at he's great at uh, grooming young talent. But let's see if he can actually if he does come in, could he take the Wizards to the next level? And by the next next level, I mean Eastern Conference final appearance. <laughs> Right. Those right. who are not Indeed. familiar with Scott Brooks, he was he's the, he was the head coach for OKC when they went to the NBA Finals back in 2012 against the Miami Heat. Okay. Let's see playoffs. The Miami Heat went up on went up two games to nothing against the Charlotte Hornets.
So that should be interesting to see how they go without Steph Curry as they try to go up three nothing in Houston. Well, they this? actually they actually won game two without Steph Curry. Thompson put on a clinic. He had thirty four. Uh, honestly, even without Steph Curry, I would think Steph Curry should sit out for the series because Houston cannot slow down Golden State without Steph Curry. I mean, it was it was proven already. Uh, yes, we still have games to be played at Houston, but I don't think the Rockets can seriously match Golden State with or without Steph Curry. I mean, that Houston defense isn't the, isn't on the same level as Golden State. I mean, James Harden is a, pretty much a one man show. So Steph should definitely sit out the series. Yeah, that's. I mean, yeah. Like I said, it'll be interesting to see because with Steph Curry, that that's game two. I mean, he was in the game for like what one quarter, and then he was out. But let's see what happens if he's not in there for an entire four quarters. If the team can, uh, if Clay Thompson and the rest of that team can step up in his absence in uh, on the road and turn this and keep turn this into a series that can just stay, that can just end in four games. I mean, pretty much. I mean, Houston might sneak one game out, but they're pretty much done. I mean, you might as well get the fourth ready to stick it in them. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of having the fourth about to be stuck up in them, that would be the Flyers and uh, the Philadelphia Flyers in hockey. Uh, Tonight they were were in a must-win situation against the Caps with the Caps up 3 nothing, uh, The Flyers were able to pull out a 2-1 to victory in their uh, first-round matchup to pull the series to 3-1. But it doesn't look good for Philadelphia because now they have to go back D.C. to Verizon Center to try to make this a series. Uh, the Caps... Uh, didn't look as strong as they did in their last in their other three games. Michael Norvair uh, had thirty two save had thirty one saves for the victory. Brayden Holby gave up two goals and had twenty three saves. Uh, the only goal scored by the Caps was by uh, T J Oshi uh, in the third period. Uh, McDonald and Oshier uh, uh, scored goals for the Flyers. Now this is coming off the heels of their of uh, the game Monday night, which uh, Philadelphia Flyer fans totally embarrassed themselves. And when I say embarrassed themselves, I mean they embarrassed themselves. Uh, for those of y'all who didn't hear about it, they were doing a memorial. Uh, I can't remember the guy's name. Crap. Uh, I feel so bad. I don't remember his name. Uh, they did a memorial and they gave out bracelets. In memory of this gentleman, during a moment of silence, you can hear a couple of people yelling out exp- expletives towards the Caps and towards uh, uh, Alexander Ovechkin during a moment of silence. Mm. And that's when it was a, a clear sign that this was not going to be a good night for the fan base. Now, my, not mind you, they did get their ass whooped 6-1 on the ice. But fans were throwing bracelets. They were throwing hot dogs. 
when they got out of when the game got out of hand, they started to leave for the exit. PA announcer trying to tell them not to throw stuff on the ice. They still did it to the point that the referees caught a delay of game penalty on the Flyers because the fans were throwing shit on the on the ice. Even the Flyers players were trying to tell them like, "Why? What are you doing? Stop! What the hell's wrong with y'all?" It was an embarrassment for the organization and its fan base. Now the organization because they got mollywopped six to one at home to go down three nothing. But their fan base just basically just made them look like the biggest joke joke fan base around. Big joke okay. of fan base. I mean, okay. it was bad. Okay, okay champ. First of all, mm-hmm. we're talking about Philadelphia. Yeah, I get that. Philadelphia. But still, come on now. Come on now. It don't matter what sport it is. That fan base is the worst regardless. Fans of that city are straight. I can't even find a word to describe them. I mean, that is Philadelphia for you, though. That's how they really act in Philly. So when it comes to sports, they are that way. I mean, football. I remember the year that I remember they said I remember when they stabbed the Redskins mascot back in the day. Basketball, they booed Destiny's Child. They booed Donovan McNabb in football. They booed Santa Claus. Like, come on now. It's silly. Yeah, I mean, you you right, behavior though. does not surprise me. You're right, though. I, you're right. It is silly. I mean, they got it together tonight, and they ended up getting a victory on home ice to – at least get one in the series, but I just think that they're pretty much done. And I think the Caps are going to close out on Friday in Verizon Center yeah, and then better. just sit back and wait and see what they're going to face. Uh, right now, uh, the other matchups tonight, the Islanders and the Panthers are tied at one apiece uh, early on in the, like, pretty much almost midway through the third period in that game. Islanders have a 2-1 series lead. Islanders trying to win this home game and uh, take a 3-1 series lead back to Florida. Um, so I'll keep an eye on that one. Minnesota-Dallas, they're uh, still early. They're about to, they're closing out the first period. The Stars have a 2-1 series lead, but that game is scoreless. And San Jose is getting ready to uh, to start playing puck, some puck against the Los Angeles Kings. The Sharks have a 2-1 series lead. That game is going to uh, get underway in about uh, seven minutes, and uh, tomorrow uh, Detroit uh, Detroit is in a must-win situation as the Lightning currently hold a three-one series lead. They're back at home. They're looking to close it out at home. Uh, the Penguins are looking to tie up their series with the New York Rangers in New York at Madison Square Garden. Uh, the Nashville Predators are well. Anaheim's looking to tie up tie with the Nashville Predators in Nashville tomorrow night. And the Blues are looking to close out the Chicago Blackhawks at home uh, tomorrow night as well. So right now, that's what the NHL playoffs are looking like. We already know what the NBA playoffs are looking like. So playoff, playoffs, playoffs, playoffs. You don't talk about playoffs. Okay, I'm sorry. I had to make that joke. Okay. Okay. So chills. What's up with your boy? 
Which boy are we talking about? Your boy, your boy Roman Reigns. Your boy Roman Reigns. What's up with your boy Roman Reigns? Oh, stop. No. I don't like that nigga. <laughs> I don't like yeah, that ass motherfucker. <laughs> I'm, you know what? I'm gonna get me. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get me a wet. I'm gonna, uh, one of these days. I'm gonna buy me a wet ass hair wig, and I'm gonna do a video of me impersonating Roman Reigns. I'm gonna see how many likes can I get off that shit. I'm gonna go ahead and get me a little punk ass bulletproof vest with a fucking spider logo on it. I'm gonna come out with some goddamn security guard cargo, the security guard, boots, and I'm gonna be home in range. I'm gonna try to sound as dry as many words as possible. I'm gonna do that little retarded smile thing that he does when he tries to talk. Or try to actually tell stuff while cutting his promo. Yo, you killed my soul right now. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just going. Come on now. <sighs> Ass here, but hey, like seriously. But he's just he's been saying it though. He's not a good guy. He's not a bad guy. He's just the guy. I'm like, okay, dude. All right, okay. Here's the guy that. The guy, what he means by that is this. He is the guy that Vince McMahon is trying to push the, the WWE universe on. That's what he means. He's not the guy by anonymous choice. He's the guy that Vince McMahon wants to pass John Cena. But he's not that guy. He doesn't have the it factor. He can't cut promos. He can bear, he can't wrestle. His gimmick is his gimmick is just horrible. He's not used properly, and nothing about this guy stands out from anyone. I mean, oh. plain and simple. Well, I mean, what do you, what did you think about what happened on Raw? With him, with him in the ring, he got jumped by the Bullet Club, though. Honestly, I kind of saw it coming, but I think they're going to have the Bullet Club turn on AJ. I hope not, but I kind of feel that way. They're probably going to have uh, either them turn, turn on AJ and join rings or just have them turn on AJ and... Set up something for uh, Finn to come. I don't know. Well, I mean, we got about almost we got about less than two weeks before uh, payback. So you know, we'll ne- yeah. I mean, I've been seeing all the stories. I've been seeing all the stories online that like either it's going to be they turn on AJ and join Roman Reigns. They actually help AJ and they form the Bullet Club with a new name in WWE or they turn on both of them and it turns out that Finn is their leader and that's when he gets called up or what have you. Uh, I just, all we can do is wait and see what they're going to do, how they're going to pull the trigger. I do know that uh, this coming Monday, which is the go-home show to uh, payback, uh, Doc Gallows and uh, – Carl Anderson and the Machine Gun are going to make their WWE in-ring debut 
against the Usos. So that's something to look forward to. Another thing to look forward to. Another thing to look forward to is the uh, at Payback, the uh, number one contenders tag team tournament uh, presented by Bootios has two NXT tag teams facing each other to determine who's going to be the number one contenders. The Vaught Villains and Enzo and Cass. So, so Chills, what are your impressions of those two tag teams? Honestly, I like both gimmicks. I mean, Enzo and Cass, they're, I mean, they're just fucking comical. I mean, they can wrestle, but they're fucking comical. They will bring so much to the tag team division that I don't think the WWE Universe will be ready for. Then, I mean, it's just, right now, the tag team division looks like it's about to be on fire, which it needs to be. Uh-huh. I'll tell you like this. Uh, Enzo and Cass are my, uh, like, Enzo and Cass were one of my favorite tag teams in NXT. They've been in they've been in the WWE developmental uh, system for a long, long time. So, I wouldn't be surprised if they end up winning this matchup on Sunday and then becoming tag team champions. I know that they just came up to the main roster, but all the work that they've put in and all the years they put in developing and everything, I think they're going to finally get rewarded. You know, that's probably why they didn't get their NX, uh, the NXT tag titles. It's probably booming them the WWE tag team champions. Uh, and it, that would create a great program with them and the Dudley boys. Because they've already been going at the Dudleys. They've already beaten the Dudleys. But, but the Dudleys said they want to be tag team champions for the 10th time in WWE. So, I think it sets up a great program. Now, the Vaught Villains, they have that old school look and that old school style. Um, yeah, I actually read an article earlier. Yeah, I read an article earlier today, though, that says that it doesn't seem like uh, upper management, a.k.a. Vince McMahon, is not too high on them. And a lot of people feel that they, they weren't ready to come up to the main roster yet because – the WWE, the main roster uh, fan base is full of a lot of casual fans who will just look at them and be like, okay, they may not be people who watch NXT, who've watched NXT over the years or, you know, seen them come up in NXT or anything like that. I mean, granted, they are former NXT tag team champions, but, you know, there's a worry that their gimmick might not get over with the casual fan. Um but I think that they're going to do just fine because they have a they like I said they're old school they have an old school look and an old school style and they can be great heels. That's one thing I know for sure they can be great heels. So they would be a great heel team uh, on the roster. So I'm looking for like you said the tag team division is about to be on fire for real. Oh, it is. Honestly, yeah, I, I just see it. the Bob Dylan's. I just see the Bob Dylan's as a heel tag team. I just, they could really pretty much shit on any team that doesn't wrestle that old school, that doesn't have that 
old school wrestling style, like pretty much like uh, Doug Williams did early in his TNA career, where you pretty much assaulted the, crew, the uh, X Division wrestlers because they didn't have the typical old school wrestling style. Technical wrestling style. So I can see them actually using that as their, as their gimmick. I mean, it will be interesting to watch. I mean, yes, Vince is, is probably not too hot on them, but come on now. You're the reason why Roman Reigns is world champion. Sorry, Vinny <laughs> Mac, but at this point, you really don't know what's best in business. Oh, my goodness. Uh, also, at Payback, uh, Natalia uh, challenged for the WWE Women's Championship against Charlotte. You know Charlotte's going to have her hall, two-time Hall of Fame father at ringside. Natalia announced that Monday Night Raw that her Hall of Fame uncle, uh, Bret the Hitman Hart, will be in her corner. Now, what's significant about this is that this will be Bret Hart's first appearance in WWE in over a year, and his first public appearance since he had surgery to remove cancer uh, back in February. So, it, so this is this is huge. This is really huge that, you know, Brett's going to make this appearance about two uh, about two plus months removed from having surgery to remove cancer. Uh, incredible. And they have prostate cancer, I believe, as well. So that's what makes it just so remarkable. What, what, you, what yeah. do you think? Honestly, it's great to see Brett back. Uh this is a man that survived a stroke, and now he's just had surgery to remove prostate cancer. Like, I mean, that's impressive. I mean, he's still here with us. I mean, this man is the ultimate fighter for real. I mean, he's the ultimate survivor right now. I mean, yeah, Brett goes, is sure. one of the greatest wrestlers I've seen growing, growing up, so it's, it's a blessing that he's still with us. Yeah, and it just shows you how well he's taken care of himself over the years. That he, you know, he survived. He he got a concussion at the end of his career. Survived the stroke. Had an accident that messed him up. Then had prostate cancer and still is alive and well. That's I mean that just shows you how well he's taking care of himself uh, to the point that he he his body can take what has happened and he can still still keep going. Go at it. So I, I'm looking forward to seeing him at payback. You know. Uh, I was I was a, I was I was a big I was a Bret Hart fan back in the day. Uh, I was too. Even even with the team, you know, my only oh my only issue with Bret Hart though, especially with the team when he was uh, Team Canada in '97, his uh, toward the end of his run with WWE, uh, his heel run, he just he just couldn't cut heel promos. He just looked so uncomfortable trying to cut heel promos, and. It's just, you know, I just felt bad for him. Cause I'm like, this dude is an amazing in-ring technician, but he just can't, you know, he needs to be a heel with a mouthpiece. He doesn't need to say anything. He just needs to be in the exactly. ring doing his thing. He should have had, he should have had like Owen do all the talking for him. Cause Owen was the point heel that you just would be like, would you just shut the fuck up? Um, but he was good yeah. at it. Oh man. Bret Hart, unfortunately, just wasn't. He just Bret Hart, yeah. unfortunately, just was not good at being a heel. Heel. He was better at being a face than he was a heel. But I mean, he played he played his position and he did he did all right with it. Uh, he got a fifth reign as WWF champion, 
before it was taken away from him before he left for for the for WCW. But I mean, again, I'm 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 I can't wait to see him back uh, on May first. I can't wait. It'll be great to see him back. I mean, it will be. <laughs> but uh, I don't think Natty's gonna be back off. I don't think Natty's gonna walk away with the women's title. But yes, huh? Nah, they they won't do that. But to piggyback off what you said, though, uh, yeah. Brett was not a great heel as far as cutting promos. I mean, it, I mean, it just wasn't him. This is the guy that spent majority of his career as a face. Some faces cannot be heels, and some heels cannot be faces. I mean, it's that simple. But when they did have the whole team candidate, the, the second version of the Heart Foundation, in that stable, he had Owen. He also had Brian Pillman for a short stint before he passed away. You had two guys who were great on the mic that really could have made the Heart Foundation, especially that hill run, something more special than what it, than what it was. The Heart Foundation could have really been that stable. But then again, I think Brett was the last piece of the golden era or the new generation era that had to really go that wouldn't fit the mold of the attitude era. So I think, yeah, I think the Montreal school job was that. It, I mean, it, it it was needed. Hate to say it, but, yeah. Well, I mean, bygone, they let bygones be bygones, so, you know, it is what it is. It's in the past, yeah. and like I said, I can't wait to see Brett uh, May 1st, but I I think that they're going to keep the title on Charlotte all the way until SummerSlam. I think Sasha's going to be the one that takes it from her uh, at SummerSlam. That's what, that's, that's what I'm hearing, and that's what I'm reading, but, you know, shit can change. And, uh, yeah, it's the WWE. One last, one last WWE note before we move on. Um Adam Rose and Connor of the Accenture were both suspended this week for 60 days because of a second violation of the uh, WWE wellness policy. Now, they their first uh, their first offenses happened when they were still in the in the developmental stages of WWE when it was I think SCW, and when it, it was during the time where they weren't publicly announcing suspensions. So that's why yeah. when they when it was announced that they were suspended for sixty days, there was a lot of confusion about like how the hell did that happen? When, you know, this on the third. So there's that, and then actually Adam Rose actually actually put out uh, a series of tweets on his Twitter uh, today saying that uh, his doctors might you know might have something to say or say about the the, the test or something like that. Because he was taking a approved uh, prescribed substance or something like that. Like I say, I read the story earlier, so I think that you know Adam Rose might have something to say about that. Um, but yeah, Connor's is down for for sixty days. And, uh, while WWE is on the road in 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 the UK on tour. Uh, Victor, who's t- who has no tag team partner right now, actually joined the Social Outcast, replacing uh, Adam Rose. So now Victor is a part of the Social Outcast. Imagine that shit. Mm. 
Oh, mari. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Victor is a social outcast member. That oh my god, that's just bad. Anyway, uh, so yeah, that that's it for for some WWE talk. So why don't we get into into football? Because you know football. Yeah, um, I mean yeah, a lot of a big news week. story that took place. Yeah. yeah. Let's run it down. Oh, Let's run it down. Hold on, this is one story I want to get out there before we uh, really kick in, kick off football. It's about football okay. actually. Yeah. Johnny Manziel, your boy, was fired from his agent. What happened? Johnny Manziel was terminated from his agent. Yeah, Drew Rosenhaus said, I'm done with this dude. <laughs> I don't think he's Pretty much so. talk about his Bama. He actually, look, how does Bama not have an agent? He gets dropped by Nike, yet this nigga still has a spokesperson who put out a statement and talk about He's hoping to get rid, you know, get through these issues and still play football in 2016. Like, no, like Manziel, no, you're not gonna play football this year. Ain't nobody taking a chance Hello. on you. Cleveland was already done no. to take a chance on you, and they it blew up in their faces. Ain't nobody else stupid enough to do it. Don't I not even Denver is a Denver needs a quarterback and they won't take a chance on Man. you. They would much rather come back and get T Ball again than to take a chance on you, motherfucker. <laughs> I mean here's my thing. Yeah. Okay. Let's look at let's look at the Johnny Manziel timeline since he's entered the NFL. I mean, you have all these videos of him getting drunk and high. He gets fired from his first manager. How the hell do you, the, the, how the hell you get fired from your agent though? Like, I mean, you get fired from your first agent. You had that the the, the domestic violence thing against you. You have all this shit against you. You've done you've done so much shit in only two seasons of being in the NFL. Bruh. What the fuck is going on with this guy? And here's the part that kills me, though. With all the shit that Johnny Manziel has done, he's had all these people that try to reach out to him to help him. But you got guys like Josh Gordon, Randy Gregory. Out of all, out of those two, no one has actually lended a hand to actually help them get off get off marijuana. But yet, you got all these people trying to help Johnny Manziel? What the fuck is going on? Johnny Manziel is a lost cause. Johnny I'm going to say it Johnny Manziel is a lost cause. I'm sorry, he is. He's lost. Let's put two chairs on him. He might as well go to Canada. At least cannabis is legal in Canada. I don't know if he could play it be and do cannabis. I do drug testing in the CFL too, but you might as well take his ass to Canada and play Canadian play, play in the point, CFL. Yes. 
and get his shit together. Maybe arena league and then come him. back in the NFL. Maybe arena maybe, league will take may, him. Maybe I don't know. Maybe NFL. You okay? Oh, okay. All right. Okay. I'm sorry. Okay. You, you know what? Um, so you know what? Maybe a semi-pro team will take him. No, not really. Maybe it's team in the XFL. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. You know what? Ooh, uh, I would have said maybe, maybe, maybe Texas A and M will take him back. No, he can't go back to college. Oh, no. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Texas A and M don't want shit to do. But I bet, I bet they just like Johnny who? We don't know that. Bad. We don't know that battle. Like the the one who like no, nah, we won that trophy. We, no, nah, we they can't help us win that that, that national championship. I'm just saying. Okay. All right. Okay. Like their quarterback during that time was named Bacon, not Johnny Manziel. They didn't want shit to do with Johnny Manziel. So I'm just saying. Uh, but Johnny's a lost cause. I'm sorry. He is. I mean, you made an argument that Josh Gordon should be, you know, should get another chance. Would she get another chance? Which, you know, I can, I, I somewhat agree with, but I, I somewhat disagree with. But Manziel, I just don't see another. I don't see any of the other. 31 teams and a kid, especially cities that have a lively nightlife, i.e. Miami, Los Angeles, Washington, D.C., New York, Atlanta. just won't happen. Oh, especially Atlanta. Man, you know what? Johnny Mazzell will get turned out in Atlanta. I don't know about that one. No, nah, he definitely can't go to Atlanta. He'll get turned out. I'm sorry. He'll get he can't turned, go to he'll be turned hell, all the way out. He can't out. even go to Houston. Houston has a has a fucking live night night life. Night life. Shit. He can't go nowhere in the South. <laughs> yeah, but I know Houston wouldn't take him anyway. They already put seventy plus million dollars in the uh into a a slightly unproven backup in Brock Osweiler. So, yeah. Uh, well, at this point, I just, they figured, I, hey, he, he, he backed up, hey, he should, he should be okay. How about another big story that happened today, is, as a matter of fact, happened like a few hours ago, that uh, Josh Norman, cornerback Josh Norman, is now an unrestricted free agent after the Panthers suddenly rescinded the non-exclusive franchise tag that they had on him. Uh, so Josh Norman is free to go where, to any of the other 31 uh, NFL teams that so wants to sign him. Now, it was a statement that apparently, according to some sources, the reason why they rescinded the uh, rescinded the franchise tag was because there was no chance of a long-term deal being being ironed out. Uh, so. Josh Norman's going to see if he can get a big payday somewhere else, and I think he will. There's a lot of people are trying are trying to are saying that the Redskins should go after him. I no. am not no. sure about that. No. Yeah. No. No. One, the Redskins don't have a cap. Two, Josh Norman does not fit into the Redskins scheme at all. Three, it's not. It's something that Scott just wouldn't do. He's not going to bring in no big name free agent. Snowman is not going to get the sixteen million that he wants from here. So 
he might as well kick rocks to the Giants or somebody that will give it to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm right there. Uh, the Redskins. We'll, we'll get into the Redskins because you know that the schedule came out last week. So I want to talk about the Redskins schedule uh, in a little bit. But the other big news that came out of this week was the Philadelphia Eagles. Apparently, their general manager is Doofy from uh, from a scary movie because they traded away pretty much their entire draft this year as a, uh, basically their entire draft this year just for the number two overall pick this year and a pick next year. I died laughing. I had to send that to you in the chat. Like, oh my God. You know what? <laughs> Billy, keep doing what you're doing. Please. 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 Keep doing what you're doing because I'm loving your move. Does this make your team worse than the fuck it is? Please. I mean, from Chip Kelly trading, I mean, giving away Deshaun Jackson and Jeremy Macklin, trading Deshaun McCoy to y'all bringing in Doug Peterson, signing Sam Bradford and Chase Daniels. Big ass contract. So now trading trading away your future for the next two seasons. Good job, Philly. Y'all the real MVP. <laughs> keep doing what y'all doing. I'm dead serious. Please keep doing what the fuck y'all doing. Like don't stop. This Make nigga said y'all the real MVP. I can't fuck with you. I can't fuck with you, man. Keep doing what y'all doing right now. Please. So y'all can be just like that 2008 Detroit Lions that went 0-16. I hate you. (laughs) Oh, shit. The sad part is, here's the sad part, though. Okay. I I actually thought that Doug Peterson would somewhat be a better fit for Philly than then he trades the Marco Murray. Then he they give Sam Bradford all this undeserving money. Brings in Chase Daniel and gives them thorough money. Like the fuck? <laughs> then they pull this. Like, um so y'all really wanna go for another quarterback? But let's talk about the quarterbacks now. Um you have you have Jeff Goff and, Car- and Carson Wentz projected to be number one and number two in this draft. Are you sold on either quarterback? I really haven't seen much. I want either quarterback to even give an opinion on that. Um, I just think that not not every draft should have a quarterback going number one and number two because there's no guarantee of success. I mean, look at 2000. Look at the 2011 uh, draft. Andrew Luck has been oh, has been pretty good, but he's been dinged up a lot. Oh, oh, hasn't that's really 2012, done much. That's 2012. That's 2012. Which whichever year that was. 2012. Andrew Luck was number one. RG3 was number two. RG3 got released by the Redskins and now in Cleveland. And he's going to be fighting for that starting job. He's not going to be annoying at the starter. 
Andrew Luck has been, you know, he's been pretty good, but he hasn't really done much in terms of winning of, of winning and being successful. Uh, I mean, maybe his time is about to come up now. I don't know. But, I mean, I just – these two quarterbacks you just named just don't jump out at me. They just don't. They don't jump out at me to say, okay, they should go through – uh, the Rams and the and the Eagles for crying out loud, or Tennessee okay. and or whoever the fuck has number one. Okay, well, you have the Rams who have number one because they traded, they made that blockbuster trade with Tennessee last week. Um, then you have the Eagles at number two now because they made that trade with. They made that trade with Cleveland. Cleveland. So now you have yeah. two quarterbacks that no one really thinks. Ha- I, don't, I don't think neither quarterback is worth that pick. I mean, Carson Wentz. He was quarter. He was the quarterback at North Dakota State. Can I honestly say they they actually watch North Dakota State play anybody outside of a bowl? I mean, you have to look at his combine. You have to look at everything from his pro days to some of his game tapes. Like, no one really knows of this guy. They just know that he is projected to be the top quarterback prospect in this year's draft. Then you have Jeff Goff, who's come from a good program in Cal. Is he really worth? Is he is he really that great of a quarterback that, that you will make such a over the top trade for? Nothing about neither quarter. Nothing about these two quarterbacks scream out that there will be stars in this league. I'm not saying that they won't. They they can't be, but nothing about these two say they're worth that that type of risk. Neither one of them have that superstar ability. Like I'm looking at, I'm looking at this draft, and I'm like, okay, the best five players are not quarterbacks. I'm gonna be honest. The best five athletes are not quarterbacks in this draft. I mean, I'm looking at Jalen Ramsey, uh, Jalen Ramsey, possibly the best athlete in his draft class. Now we're going to see him get passed over by a few teams. Honestly, he will be the one guy I would I would actually trade up for between him and Ezekiel Elliott. I mean, yes, it's a huge gamble when you're going for a corner slash safety or a running back, but these are the two best athletes, two best football players that this draft has to offer. These are guys that can come in immediately and change your team around. So I'm looking at the I'm looking at the uh, Los Angeles Rams. They desperately need a quarterback. However, I I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have made this trade this season. I'm sorry. Neither quarterback screams out to me. I mean, took my chances to get to look at Connor Cook. To be honest, Connor Cook 
Oh, Connor, Connor Cook, Paxton Lynch, and Dak Prescott are more impressive quarterbacks than Carson Wentz and Jeff Gore. I mean, that's my, I mean, that's my opinion. But to make that type of move, two quarterbacks that don't have that star appeal, I'm sorry. Rams, Eagles, y'all are foolish. Only thing that would change my mind about Philly doing it is if they actually do go after Jalen Ramsey or Ezekiel Elliott. Honestly, they could use either talent. Ezekiel Ezekiel Elliott will be worth that risk. Everybody's saying, well, he's just a running back, but he's one of the best running backs coming out of college in a very long time. I mean, I'm sorry. He has the power. He has the speed. He has the vision. He can catch out the backfield. He's the most complete running back I've seen come out of college in a while. This is all I got to say. I just don't see a, a dude from North Dakota State being a top ten draft pick anywhere. I just don't see it. I don't see it happening. Like, North Dakota State, what is that, a D2 school or D3 or something like that? I just uh, don't see. I think they're D2. I think they're D2. I don't see a D two player being taken in the top ten of the NFL draft over D one players who are far, who have more exposure and have more on tape to offer. I just don't see it. Now maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it happens this draft. I don't know. But I just Honestly, don't see I'm it. Sold. I mean. You got guy. Okay, let, let's let's really look at this. You got Ben Roethlisberger, who came from what Miami of Ohio. Yeah. You have Joe Flacco, who came from Delaware. Okay, that's two guys who came yeah. from non-division one schools that have won. Yeah, but Super they Bowl weren't top ten. You're right. You're right. You're right. They about weren't that. top ten picks, though. They weren't top ten. I mean, Roethlisberger was what. Russell's, I think Roethlisberger was in top ten. I'm not. I, I don't remember, but I know he went first round. <laughs> but to make I'm about a bold statement, to make a bold statement, to want to commit to a Carson Wentz, for him to be the number one or number two overall pick, to trade your team's future for? I'm sorry, no, no. I'm sorry. He, he, I don't. Yeah. I don't. He, has, he doesn't have that. He doesn't have that superstar appeal to me. I, I don't see. I don't. I just don't see. Uh, a guy. I just don't see a, a player from somewhere like North Dakota State, who I've, I never even knew that there was a such a school as North Dakota State, and I just don't see. That battle ended up freaking being taken in the top. You know what I'm saying? Taken to the top. 
taken in the top ten of the NFL draft. I just don't see it. All right, I'm about to look uh, up Roethlisberger to see when. I don't see it at all. I'm gonna be real with you. Um, I just don't like. Let's see. Honestly, I, I don't blame the Cleveland Browns for trading down. I thought it was a smart move on their behalf, considering uh, what the Rams did. But if I was the Cleveland Browns, I, I would have held on to that. I would have held on to my pick just a little bit longer. I would have held on to that pick till draft day. I'd have used the draft clock to my advantage. So that trade still would have been available on draft day. They possibly could have got a little bit more because of that draft day pressure. Hell, they could have right. even got another suitor for that trade that was willing to give them more. But, I mean, I'm just looking, yeah. I'm looking at these two trades and, like, I'm like, neither one of these quarterbacks have that star quality. This is not Andrew Luck. This is not Peyton Manning. Either one of these guys right now are Joe Flacco. I mean, no. But I'm about to to actually bring a caller on. Okay. Because I can. Seven, eight, eight, nine. Welcome to the Skybox. Good evening, fellas. How are you all? Lady T yeah, in the house. What's up, Lady T? Hey, what's going on? I think I know this voice. I think I know this voice. You know what? No, I don't. I'm sorry. What was the question? Uh, I, I, I think I know this voice. Hold on. Let me get. You know what? I, do, I don't. I do not know this voice. Call her. Who, call her. Say your name. Lady T. Okay, I'm talking. I know who it was. Really? But um but of course. Um but um what are you, what are your thoughts on the NFL draft so far? I mean it, the draft hasn't happened, but what are your thoughts on some of the moves that has happened so far? I was actually kinda of very surprised about the whole thing with um the Eagles and the Browns. And then the whole thing with Johnny Manziel, I was like, wow. His Was it his agent that dropped him? Yeah. Yeah, I was like, for all the trouble he he puts himself in, that's too much of a liability. Who would want to represent somebody like that? Because I damn sure wouldn't. That team that, team that uh, has a star for a logo that resides in Dallas, Texas. You know, they have a history of doing so stupid shit like that. I'm sorry. Yeah, I was reading about that earlier on ESPN this morning. I just couldn't believe it. I was yeah. like, not surprised. Not even. Oh, shit. That reminds me. Since I, since I did bring up the Cowboys, um, Lamarcus Lawrence just got suspended for the first four games of the NFL season. I was reading that. He is the second Dallas Cowboy defensive end to get a to get a four game suspension within the past. But of course, Randy Gregory was the first. If I'm yeah. a Dallas Cowboys, is this the year that I draft 
a defensive end with that fourth overall pick. But also, they would also need a quarterback because you don't know. I don't know how much longer Romo is going to be any damn good. And I'm a Cowboys. Okay. Um. Okay. Um. I understand that. But honestly, the quarterback that the Cowboys need is not in this draft. Um. I hate to Very say it, true. but. I'm not sold. Only quarterback I am sold on will be Connor Cook. Maybe Paxton Lynch. And that Prescott maybe somewhere in the second round. But right now, the mm-hmm. Cowboys' biggest need is defensive end. Because they released yeah, Greg Hardy in the offseason. Mm-hmm. Randy Gregory is about to enter the second season in serving his second suspension to start the season. So you have DeMarcus Lawrence who's about to serve a four-game suspension. So you officially don't have a pass rush to get you through the first four games. If I am in the Dallas Cowboys war room for the NFL draft, I, I would be forced to take Joey Bosa. Just for the simple fact that I don't have any options at defensive. Plus, you have to get ready. You have to prepare for life without Randy Gregory. I said this last year. He wasn't worth the fourth round pick that the Cowboys used on Mm -mm. him. He went from a first round pick to dropping because of his marijuana use. Hey, can I jump in real quick? I told you, I was going, I looked up, I looked it up. Ben Roethlisberger was drafted number 11 in the 2004 draft out of Miami of Ohio. Joe Flacco was drafted 18th overall in the first round by the Ravens out of uh, Delaware. He was the, uh, he was actually the first, he was actually the second quarterback taken out of the former one double a division school uh in the first round and the first set steve mcnair from alcorn state so yeah so it's Man. not uncommon for a non-division one it's not uncommon for one of a non-division one school uh player to get drafted in the first round as a quarterback it just doesn't happen very often but it doesn't happen in the top 10 Yeah, it really doesn't. Thanks. I mean, <clears throat> I mean, Ben was actually one take away from being in the top ten, though. Like, he was one take away. <laughs> you know, but it, it is funny what it is. As, as a matter of fact, Ben Roethlisberger was one of four quarterbacks taken in the first round of that draft. You know who the other three were? Let's see. Let me take you guess. Let me take you guess. Oh, Drum roll, please. Okay, the first overall pick in the 2004 draft, the San Diego Chargers drafted Eli Manning. Let's move on to the fourth pick. The fourth overall pick, the New York Giants select quarterback. Shit, shit, shit. I forgot his name. I forgot his name. San Diego. San Diego. San Diego. Oh, my God. I forgot his name. Shit. Philip Rivers. Philip Rivers. There we go. There we go. Philip Rivers. Okay. Let's move down. Let's move down. Um, shit. Okay, I forgot the fourth quarterback. 
JP Lossman. Oh my god, I forgot about that bum. That's <laughs> <laughs> that bum. No, for real. I forgot about that bum. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Which, he was a bum, though. Was JP? <laughs> Which pick was JP? First of all, JP was a bum. Come on now. Let's be realistic. He he was a bum in the NFL and he was a bum in the USFL when they tried to bring it back. Yes, I went there. The USFL. You really But I mean, but let's talk. Let's talk about this though. JP also was a first round quarterback. Buffalo, bruh. He, he was picked number. He was picked number twenty-two by Buffalo. He was picked number twenty-two by I Buffalo know. after Vince Wilfork was picked by New England. Ooh. Mm mm mm. Hold on, hey champ. Are you looking at the two thousand four draft right now? Are you on the internet looking at it? Looking at the list. Me? Yes. Yes. Okay. Name some of the players that. The Buffalo Bills could have took instead of J.P. Lawson. Go. Okay. I'll just I'll just name from one to twenty one right now. Yeah, San Diego took Eli. The Oakland Raiders took Robert Gallery with number two overall pick. Arizona took Larry Fitzgerald. New York That's Giants took Phillip Rivers. You know they you know they they flip they flip flop. That was the yeah, year that the Redskins drafted Sean Taylor with the fifth overall pick. Uh, yes, indeed. Calvin Winslow. Calvin Winslow III was uh, drafted by Cleveland that year. Roy Williams from Texas was was drafted by Detroit. D'Angelo Hall was drafted by the Atlanta Falcons. Reggie Williams. Dante Robinson was drafted to Houston from Carolina. Ben Roethlisberger. Jonathan Vilma was drafted by the Jets. Lee Lee Evans. Evans. Then uh, Tommy Harrison, Michael Clayton, Sean Andrews, DJ Williams, the late Will Smith, Vernon Carey, Kenzie Udezi, Wilfork. And then they went J.P. Lawson. Right after that, they had Marcus. You had Marcus Tubbs go to Seattle. Steven Jackson went to the Rams. Ahmad Carroll, cornerback, oh, went to uh, with yeah Steven Jackson. Chris Perry, who was a bust, I think. Jason Babin. Jason Babin went to Houston. Uh, another pro Chris Chris Gamble, cornerback, Carolina. Michael Jenkins, wide receiver, Atlanta. Another pro Kevin Jones, oh, running back, Detroit. Okay, Rashawn Woods. Rashawn Woods, wide receiver, Oklahoma State, went to San Francisco. Benjamin Watson, tight end, with New England. Another Pro Bowler. Another Pro Bowler with a Super Bowl ring. Damn. Good job, Buffalo. Like you said, y'all the real MVPs, Buffalo. Awesome job. Okay. All right. Okay. Good job. Like, y'all passed the one, four fucking Pro Bowlers to take J.P. Lawson. I understand that you needed the quarterback at the time, but nigga, 
Y'all should have waited till let's see, 2005. We're not going to talk about what quarterbacks came out in that year, you know. You got names like Aaron Rodgers, who stood on the board for, like, shit, for a very long time. That was the year that Alex Smith went number one. Yeah, I know. And that was the year that Aaron Rodgers went like number twenty Ooh, went like twenty twenty four, twenty fifth? Twenty four. Twenty four. Okay. Wait, wait, wait. That was the year that we also set Carlos Rogers and Jason Campbell in the first round. Yep. Oh man! Hills to the money. Carlos Rogers was the, the Carlos Rogers was number nine, and then Jason Campbell was right after Rogers was picked. That there were only three quarterbacks. We also we also had a chance to draft Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> yeah, but we, there were only three quarterbacks drafted in the first round that year. It was uh, Alex Smith, Aaron Rodgers, and. And Jason Campbell. Jason Campbell. Only two of those quarterbacks are still in the league, though. Okay. Right. Yeah, I know. Only one of them has a ring. Two went to a Pro Bowl, and one, um, his his best season was with the Oakland Raiders when they went eight and eight. Okay. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I, but, I yeah, can't let's throw talk- too much. Da- I can't throw too much salt on Jason Campbell, though, because I mean. This nigga came into the league with the skins and had like fucking a different offensive coordinator for every year that he was a Redskin. <laughs> like, how the fuck is that possible? <laughs> I, I don't even know, man. Speaking of other Redskins, though, I want to talk about the schedule, though. <laughs> the schedule, uh, though. This schedule, though. This, this schedule, though. <laughs> We faced not only our division, of course, we faced them twice. That's six games right there. But you have four games against the NFC North, including the Green Bay Packers who spanked us in the playoffs this past season. But then you also have four games against the AFC North, which includes a matchup against RG3 and the Browns in week four, a trip to London against the Bengals, and a ride up 95 North to Baltimore. And then, of course, we play Arizona in Arizona, and then we play Carolina on Monday night in D.C. Like, this schedule, though, nigga. Honestly, honestly, I'm, I'm not afraid of the schedule. I mean, it looks rough. But let's talk about it here. Green Bay, I ain't going to lie, that, that's an automatic loss. Because, <laughs> I mean, this is a team that stays at that fucking playoff level. And that we can win a championship any given moment level. We start the season off against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Honestly, that – I. I we might have a chance in that game. If that defense is is like how it's been the past few years, where it's been inconsistent, we have a chance. Because, I mean, let's face it, the Steelers haven't had a steel curtain in a while. The Ravens don't scare me. 
the Minnesota Vikings don't scare me because they don't have offense. They don't have an offense. They have a defense, but they don't have an offense. Plus, we do owe them an ass whooping. And I think this year is the year that we give it to them. Detroit Lions? Um, I don't know. I, we can win that game, but <clears throat> we will not smash them. This is going to be one of those close games because, honestly, we don't know what the fuck we have a receiver court can really do against us. I mean, yeah, they don't have Megatron, but shit. <laughs> let's, look at, let's, let's look at the weapons that, that they've brought in during the offseason. Like, they like, fuck Megatron. We bringing in fucking new receivers. Like, shit. <laughs> then you have the Chicago Bears. Again, no fear. I mean, you got the Bengals of the AFC. You had the Bengals of the AFC North. They're a good team, but they can be beaten. Carolina, that's an L. I mean, even though, even even no matter how, even they even though they did lose Josh Gordon, I mean Josh Norman, that's an L. I'm sorry, that defense is just too much, and I don't think. I don't think our offense is going to be able to do enough to actually pick up on that defense. Tampa? Hmm, we all right. No, hold on. We don't play Tampa this year. My bad. But I mean, Only this the schedule pre-season. is winnable. This schedule we is play still winnable. Yeah, you're right. We do. This schedule for the Skins is very winnable. Right. I mean, I'm not going to say we're going to 13-3 or... 14 and 2, but we still have a chance to at least win 10 games at death. I mean, this schedule is tougher than the schedule that we had last year, but this is a desperate season where Scott has, Scott will be into year two of being a Redskins GM, making great moves to improve his team. So I think we do have the ability to be better than the team that we were last year. All right. I'm not saying the schedule scares me, but it does give me pause, and this is why. I'm going to just point out a few things. First off, uh, the fact that uh, that week, that matchup against Cincinnati, it's not like we got to go to Cincinnati. We're going to goddamn London. <laughs> so it's a different atmosphere, yeah, different time zone, all that stuff. So, I mean, and the Bengals have made that trip before. We haven't. So that's that's gonna be a new thing. So that's one game I worry about is that London game. I mean, granted we'll have a bye week after that, but that London game worries me. What also worries me is the stretch between week twelve and week fifteen. Because week twelve, thirteen, and fourteen were on the road in Dallas, in Arizona, then like in Dallas, which is Midwest, in Arizona, West Coast, and then in Philly, East Coast. So we're gonna be in three. Two different. We're gonna be in three different time zones in a three-week span, and then that fifth, week fifteen, we're on a Monday night game against the Panthers. So that stretch worries me. Now the only okay, other thing I, I that gives me now the only other thing that would give me pause is the Monday night game opener against because remember Pittsburgh is coming off of you know Pittsburgh was 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 right in it right in it in the play. 
and they got dropped. So they coming out with a chip on their shoulder. You know, they want to come out, and it's Monday night. It's Monday night. It's national TV. Everybody's watching. They're going to come out with a chip on their shoulder. And that game worries me, especially given the fact that it's rivalry week early that next week because we got Dallas coming into town week two. This is going to be the earliest we played Dallas in the last couple of years. But so that game worries me because of how hard-hitting they are and the fact they have a chip on their shoulder. And then we got to get off of that and come off a short week and play Dallas that Sunday afternoon. And just Honestly, I'm, and just not I'm not worried. I'm not worried. And just as a side note, why. just as a side note, thanks to thanks to my girl, my girl, I'm gonna be at every Redskins home game this year. So I'm gonna be at the Pittsburgh game. I'll be at the Dallas game. I'm gonna be at the Cleveland game. I'll be at the Eagles game. I'm gonna be at the Vikings and Green Bay game. And I'm gonna be at the Panthers game and the Giants game. I'm gonna be at all of them. That's great. That's great. I'm actually jealous. Um. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not scared. Of, I'm. I'm not scared of Monday night because Steelers are coming in with a chip on their shoulder, but so are we. We were picked to be dead last last season, and we turned around and win the fucking division under a first year GM, a first year starting quarterback. Now. That quarterback will enter his second season as a full starter with more confidence and more to prove and more reasons to feel comfortable about running his team. Now you add in some of the players that he has chemistry with, like the receivers, his tight ends, oh, which we added another tight end to our staff. Let's look at the defense. Okay, we lost Hatcher, we lost Potro, but we born in Kendall Reyes. Nice boost to our pass rush. Then we get Daniel Gillette back. I want to see what Joe Burry can do with a healthy defense, with healthy starters. Honestly, when I say I'm not scared, I'm not scared. It's not the fact that I'm I'm overgassed up for the season because of what the Texans did last year. It's the fact that I see what Scott is doing and I see the change with this team. I see the change in the locker room. I see the change with the players. I see the change with the mindset of coming to the Washington Redskins, not coming here to get a fucking payday, but to actually help the team better. That's what I see. So some of these games, I mean, this schedule is tough. Like, it's, I mean, if you really look at this schedule, I mean, we only, we're only facing six teams that finished over 500 last year. Granted, last season we didn't beat not one team over 500, but we got there. I don't see that much improvement in the NFC East. Romo was coming back, but let's 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 be real. Let's be realistic. This man is coming off his third collarbone injury. The wrong hit at the right time, his career is done. Also, even if he doesn't get hurt, he's not coming back 100%. He's not going to be the same old Tony Romo from the past. Then also, let's look at this Dallas Cowboys team. In those games that they won with Romo, they they went 3-1 with Romo. 
In those three games that they won, they struggled to win. So that magic from 2014 is done, is dead, is buried. The Giants spent over $100 million. Well, wait, $200 million on defense. And all they've got was a linebacker, a nose tackle, a cornerback, and a pass rusher. Not impressed. I mean, honestly, two of the names that they brought in weren't even pro bowlers, but yet they felt the need to actually call for their money on them. But, hey, New York, you got it, you got it, but it won't change your defense nor make it better. Really? Anyway, so when I say that I'm not worried, I'm not worried. There you have it. I'm I'm excited, though, about the fact that we get to play on Thanksgiving this year, though. I'm excited about that. We play on Thanksgiving against the Cowboys. Oh, yeah. We're going to murder the shit them. I'm sorry, Lady T. I know that's your squad, but we won't fuck fuck y'all up on Thanksgiving. (laughs) One of us are going to need therapy after the game, but that's all right. It'll probably not be me. It'll probably be y'all, too. But um, I hate to disappoint you, but uh, last time we played on Thanksgiving, um, RG3, like, Liz Hyatt, this is up. Yeah, you're right. He's right. He's right, you know. He gave y'all that, he gave y'all that, he gave y'all that gobble gobble on Thanksgiving. Yeah. I'm sorry, but it is what it is. I can't control what I say. It is what it is. May the best team win come Thanksgiving. I can't wait. Of course. Of course. Those those four best will be something special. Mm hmm. We have two minutes and 15 seconds left. Any final thoughts? Uh, Johnny Manziel sucks. Okay, all right, I'm done. <laughs> okay. It was great talking to you fellas tonight. Oh, thanks. I Where can't wait for a good NFL draft. Oh yeah. And my team oh, is gonna oh. kick your ass. My team oh, is gonna kick your right. ass. Y'all go Okay. You must have, you must have your uh, a volleyball squad that we don't know of. We're going to kick our volleyball team, team, volleyball team that we don't even know exists. But that's okay, though. I mean, we know we need to go volleyball. But uh, first, I want to say that we are not against rap. We are not against rappers. We are against thugs like Johnny Manziel. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> I hate, I'm, I'm, I hate this nigga. I can't. I hate this nigga. What? Donnie Manziel is a fucking thug. He's a beast. He's a waste oh of fucking thumb. He's a gump. He is. Yeah, I, you know what? I, I don't think I can call him anything worse than what I've called him. Like, bruh. His father should have wore rubber that night. 
or his mama should have swallowed, or somebody should have bust in the side of a tissue, or that 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 was wasted to create him. His father should have jerked off and bust that in the toilet, then flushed, then had sex with his mama. Okay, I'm done. You know what? Lord have mercy. Somebody said we're not against rap. We're not against rappers. We are against those thugs like Johnny Manziel. I hate this nigga. I'm out. I can't no more. (laughs) Okay. um, That's great. Um, Let's see. Tomorrow night is Thursday. So we have Mike Chuck with DC Super Champ and Queen Poison. Friday isn't hers. Uh, Sunday, I believe we have the refresh. Sessions again next Wednesday and every Wednesday night. Next Wednesday, we actually doing a, a draft special, chat. You ready for this? Yeah, I'll be ready for that, Joy. But of course. I mean, why not? You know. Because honestly, uh, I think I'm going to submit a mock draft. I don't care if I got to type it on Facebook. <clears throat> I pretty much have a feeling of who's going where, and I want to see if my mock draft will add up to what actually will happen to the real NFL draft. But, yeah. Word. It'll be, it it should be a lot. It's been real, y'all. We've had fun tonight. We've joked. We didn't talk shit. We didn't take y'all sports. This is the skybox. This is what we do. We'll see y'all next week. Holla. Bye-bye. Good night.